All right, Brian. So I had this idea to riff on a topic of different perspectives, all different perspectives in life, different perspectives on everything and how different people have different perspectives. So why don't we get... They do have different perspectives. Yeah. So why don't we riff on that today on Curiosity Continuum? Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We're a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world. We help you level up your contextual awareness and help you sharpen your collaboration and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way. If you find these conversations useful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us and leave a review so others can join the community. And as always, you can find us on curiositytoneum.com and all of our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. Different perspectives, different strokes, different uh, points of view. So Josh, let's start by talking about a little bit of framework here. Right. Like objective truths and subjective truths. Sure. So object, objective truths we are something that doesn't require our opinion to align with it to actually be True. correct or accurate. Right. Right. That's something where, um, it's you know, tr- it's, it's true like, whether you believe it or not kind of thing. Right. Like, so yeah. for example, if like my dog is a mixed breed dog and we can observe it through scientific tests or whatever like that and verify that that's indeed the case, it's like, you know, that's, that's something that's verifiable. Even more objective is like, my pet is a dog. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter if you think the dog is a cat, it's still a it's dog. It's still a dog. Yeah. Right. Well, we're talking about subjective things. So now you're kind of putting either an interpretation onto something or you're putting, you're inserting your opinion onto something and it is something that maybe doesn't violate the nature of truth. For example, like food preferences and things like that, just for a real basic elementary intro to it. So Josh, we kind of frame it in a little bit. So we're not talking about the nature of facts here. We're not talking about uh, the nature of, of objective truths being actually objective or not. What do you, what do you want to say to folks? Where do you want to take this and frame it in a little more maybe? Sure. I just wanted to talk about uh, people's perspectives and how your perspective on life might be different than someone else's, but it doesn't make it necessarily wrong or yours necessarily right. And I think people get too rooted into that idea of if someone has a different idea than me, that they're totally wrong. I can't talk to them about anything. Like it's hard to find common ground with things. That's true. Very, very true. Difference sometimes speaks to diversity in a good way. And then there's other times where it means that like, well, you're different than me and therefore can't talk to you. And again, this is talking, uh, you know what I'm thinking about, Josh, really right now is even uh, lifestyles of people. Yeah. Right? Like I want to live on the beach and I want to go do something and just have a little business and do something. Or I want to shoot high on the corporate ladder and do that. Yeah. And there's, yeah. And there are people that want to work, you know, 75 hours a week. They want to make all the money. And there are people that want to work 25 hours a week and just barely scrape by in a way. Like if, if I was living on the beach, I might do that myself. <laughs> work just, just <laughs> enough so I can get more beach time, you know? There you go. <laughs> yep. It's a priorities thing. And it's also the things you, you've become accustomed to or at least familiar with. Right. So, you know, both you and I moved away from where we grew up. And we're in pretty different cities and different cultures yeah. now. And we're still in the same country of the United States. So it's <laughs> not like... the amazing part about the United States. And the amazing part about it, it's probably the greatest strength and also its greatest weakness is that 
everything everywhere is so different yet we're in the same country yes it's interesting because like we could we could dwarf europe for all the different things and there's all different kinds of economies there and all of our states are different and depending on what part of the state you're in it's different than the other part of the state it affects how you look at things and that's just that's what it is it's not good or bad or otherwise necessarily it's just that you're coming at it from a different angle right and I think it's important to try to find, especially in this kind of polarizing time we're in, because there are so many people that think differently than us. I think it's important to listen to their differences, listen to the and don't always just shut them down or just or just listen to humor them, but actually try to listen. And we've talked about this idea before, you know, this almost like this active listening. And I know everybody's heard these kind of terms, but this kind of stuff, it is important. There's a reason why people talk about it all the time. Because it's important. People really can tell the difference when they're being generally listened to, really listened to. Oftentimes now, because there's a lot of change that's picking up pace in many different facets of our lives, people want to try to hang on to the familiar, which I get. Like It's like, where's the pattern? Where's the normal? As you've defined normal, as you've defined your pattern. like That's something that's been disrupted by just about everything in life right now. It's good to listen, but it requires that you turn your listening, when you say turn your listening ears on, it actually means that you're reactivating parts of your brain that you set in, on automatic right. to say like, this is how it works and preceded by whatever. And I also think that it's important for people to understand that we live in this society where we want everything now, we want it all. It's all about the individual. It's about you. It's a kind of a me-centered society. And people need to remember that we do live in a group of people that all kind of want what's best for them, but you should also want what's best for people next to you, or at least to listen to that, to listen to that, because those perspectives are important for the overall view. And I honestly believe the overall health of a society, because I mean, if, is. You, if you don't listen to someone that's different than you, you'll never understand why they're coming for, to that point in their lives. And you may also, along with that to take freedom that's not yours. It, right. Freedom is not freedom is not without constraints. That's actually it sounds kind of funny to say that, but your especially in the U.S., your freedom ends where another person's begins. Correct. Like you hit the edges of those things, so it's not like boundless freedom to do whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's freedom to do what you want to do within the constraint that you're not infringing on others' freedoms, which is yeah. what Brian's saying. But it's it's like freedom of speech, for example. Like my freedom of speech ends when I infringe upon someone else's freedom of speech. So it doesn't mean you can sit up there and just spew whatever you want because you can't. <laughs> you, yeah. you, have, you have to have boundaries because yes. a society without boundaries is really going to look like the old ancient Roman society or an ancient Greek society. That, that's why they collapsed mm -hmm. because there was no boundaries and they became basically oligarchies where all the rich just ruled everything. And, you know, and they did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. And the poor people, basically everyone else, like 99% of people were just serving them all the time. It's a good thing to lean into and listen to. You know, there's a guy uh, I've mentioned before on the podcast named Jay Warner Wallace. He's a cold case detective out in Los Angeles. And he actually talked in one of his books about the nature of eyewitness accounts. So it's really interesting. Sure. So when, let's say that you're at, the, at a law enforcement agency and they say, hey, there's been a homicide. The first thing they'll normally tell people to do is like separate the witnesses and wait till I get there. Yep. And the reason why is this, is if you have the exact same narrative 
with no disagreements or variances in it, you know that it was planned. Exactly. You know that they've all kind of now said, "Is it, let's get our story straight." And and sometimes and sometimes it's not like maliciously planned. It's just people talking to people. Correct. It's the same thing like after you have a car accident. If you look on the back of your insurance card, it will say, "Do not talk to anybody but the police." Yes. Do not admit guilt. Do not do this. Do not do that. And the reason is because. You know, if you're talking to someone, say, look, man, you pulled into me. And then they're saying, no, you didn't signal and everything like that. And you're like, oh, you're right. Maybe I didn't do that when maybe you did. Yeah, it's a great point to add to that. When there's let's look at this two different ways, actually. If you're a detective trying to figure out what's all going on, you want to hear the different perspectives of people. You're going to find those pieces that actually now resonate. Is this true? Is this false? What actually happened? Right. It's not going to be. Exact. It's going to be something that you know those are authentic because somebody's standing over here. Somebody was back there. Somebody was, you know, they noticed different things. Well, the person was tall or the person had black leather on or the person had, you know, whatever it was. The person was wearing, uh, you know, a, a dress. I don't know what it is. Like whatever right. it is, they're noticing different things about that situation. Now, when the detective says, okay, here is where now I believe is the, the the continuity and the thread between it. See, now when what they don't want to have done in those situations, because they really got to try to determine what's going on, they separate folks. Yes. But when you get people together, you can actually bring your perspectives and say, well, let's get our story straight for the detective. Now, in that case, I understand why law enforcement would want those authentic feedback things. But we don't do the same things in our own normal everyday lives. It doesn't require some drastic event to be able to have something come to the front where we can now find common ground. Right. Why, why don't we listen to each other when we can have the opportunity and luxury to listen to one another? Why has it got to be some crushed situation where we have to? <laughs> and it, I think that comes back to maybe the idea that people are hard to change and people don't like change. And so we only change when we're pretty much forced to. And I think that's something that we make the conscious choice to do this. And so we can make the conscious choice not to do it. And it takes practice. And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I think everyone's guilty of it at some point in their lives or guilty of it right now. Or whenever you were talking that last conversation you were having with somebody. And there's a lot of conversations going on now, especially because of like COVID. And, uh, you know, in the United States, we have an election. There's a bunch of stuff just happening in this year that like one guy said to me uh, the other day, he said, you know, everything seemed like it's standing still. And I said, that's great because when it's standing still is when we can change and we can make the choice to change because when everything's happening so fast and you're doing your own thing and your friend's doing your own thing and you're doing this, your kids are in school, all this stuff's happening. Nobody's thinking of changing. We're just keeping the ball rolling. But when, th- but when things slow down and you can, you actually can change, you can make the conscious choice to change. This quiet moment brought to you in part by change. But no, it really, it's really true. It's much funny as I say that. It is true though. Yeah. It's true. It's absolutely true. The hard thing to, to kind of chomp on a little bit is if you you have presented something and it's correct or right, mm-hmm. somebody else could present something also in that that's right. That yes. doesn't mean that you have negated each other's right position. You both can be right. Right. <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> correct. However you want to say it. Th- there are those topics how you live your life, how you, you know, different preferences and all those different types of things. Yeah. There's no, there's no group in the world that is like exactly 100% unanimity. 
ever. You know, it you might be like on a thing if the group is small enough, right? You know? Or if it's whatever, but you're coming at it from different ways. Like for people in the U.S., say, well, how do you you know do you want freedom? It's like yes, you're going to approach it very differently about what that may look like or how those are best carried out. And there's always the idea, like in the United States, especially about how much does the government really control us and our freedoms? How much? Yep. How much do they? But they're coming at it from their perspective. I mean, and that's why, like in the United States, we have three branches of government. It's not one person that makes all the choices. Although the president is a very powerful person, that person is not the end-all, be-all of everything. Correct. And, the, you know, there's the judicial branch that checks on the executive and the legislative branches. It, it all is supposed to work together, but it's all about different perspectives finding common ground. Mm-hmm. The checks and balances, everybody in those different roles plays their part. Josh and I talk about that a lot. It's like the part that you play is not the part that somebody else plays. Right. It's like how a human body works. Like not everybody's a hand, not everybody's a foot, not everybody's an eye. You're not less than because you're not a the heart or whatever like that. You play the role that you do. Yeah, and you're part of and a whole. We, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't appreciate that, then you're really running into problems. Like, what do I need my left pinky toenail for? It's like, well, as soon as you'll lose it, you're really going to know why that yeah. pinky toenail <laughs> was there in the first place. And you can say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how bad it was until it's gone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I think the, the takeaway here, Josh, is, and this is actually an active stance, don't passively, don't passively listen to perspectives. Right. You can actively listen and you can actively pursue it. And it doesn't have to be some like grandiose no. type of setup. It could just be something like asking a meaningful question and it, just very quick, like, hey, like what, like, what do you do X, Y, Z? What are your thoughts on this? Now, if it's the grocery line, not as much. I actually just saw a BuzzFeed video where this guy had like a camera and he was asking these people who had like the extra bougie, fancy cars, hey, what do you do for a living? And it was a lot of different answers. And one of the guys actually reached back out to the guy who was filming and he spent some time. I think he had like a McLaren or something like that. And he said, you know, people see this car and they say, oh, look at that guy. It must be nice. He goes, but they don't know that I, my car seven years ago was repossessed. Right. He said, like, I had to dig my, you know, claw my way back up. He said, people don't know the stories behind it. And so I think often when you hear the surface level evidence of something, to really understand a perspective, you have to hear a little bit of backstory to give it context, which contextual awareness. This hey, is what we talk we always, about. Yep. Again and again. So. I think this is a great place. I think it's a great place to put a comma, huh, Brian? We'll do it. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.